0: What's up everyone, welcome back to The Funneling here on Spark Talk and today we're going to catch up on a bit of news, um, some pretty big things, some you know, smaller things, but the reason we've been absent for the past few weeks or so is simply because uh, the whole coronavirus thing kind of uh, messed up schedules. Really messed up schedules and whatnot. And um, I've been having to go into work just a tad bit earlier. Wyatt's had a little bit different schedule with school and when he's had to uh, Mm
1: -hmm. do like,
0: you know, the virtual classes and do homework and different things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So we decided to kind of like chill for a little bit, you know, get let's just get kind of caught up on everything we need to get caught up on. Yeah. Um, But I will say just at the beginning of this podcast, we will be putting out um, from now until next Tuesday. Um, before the draft, what five podcast?
1: Yeah, we're, yeah, we're gonna get a lot of podcasts out. More of ranking our prop our, our prospects mm-hmm. uh, and doing a mock draft
0: next Tuesday.
1: Yeah, next Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on when we can. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna definitely get that out before the draft. Yeah, yeah. So uh,
0: and uh, then uh, so it'll be kind of fun. You know, me and Wyatt are going through the process now, just watching players, watching kind of the film. Um, And and seeing who we like, what we like about them Maybe there were guys Mm -hmm. that we thought we liked but we don't like actually Um, So kind of diving more deeply into that stuff to better make a mock draft for Mm -hmm. what we would do um, if we were each team Uh, But without further ado, we will get started with this news Uh, So what's up?
1: All right. so we're starting out with the NFC North We're going to do division by division again And we're going to start with Detroit and Detroit made some moves. I'll give it to them. They're trying to become the New England Patriots. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they picked up uh, Danny Shelton to a two-year deal. They traded for Durham, uh, Durham and Harmon for a, what was uh, they flipped late round picks. So, mm. basically, uh, so basically, just flipped late round picks and got him for nothing, almost. Mm. Uh, and they also signed Desmond Trufant for a two-year deal, which, Basically open them up to trade Darius Slay, and we'll get into that when we get to the Eagles. But uh, I like the moves; they're just building a solid foundation mm. with people who know the system, and that's what you want when you have a coach who's getting his first head coach stint. Mm. You just want people that get to know a system, yeah, uh, or that know a system and that are that like a system and play well in the system. And These two players. Uh, like Dan uh Danny Sean hasn't really lived up to like the first round talent, but he's been a very solid run stopper. Mm-hmm. Uh they need they need one with the people they've lost this off season. They need a really good run stopper yep. out the middle and they need some secondary help as well. So I really like the moves that they're making right now.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um Again, like you said, it's not flashy moves, right? It's not moves that are, like, popping off the page. But I think they're making very solid moves um, Mm -hmm. throughout free agency just to continue to just make their team a little bit better. Like, let's get good players and just put them in spots to succeed, Mm -hmm. uh, especially on the defensive side of the football. And I think if I'm the Redskins, just jumping to the Redskins, I'm the Redskins, I trade from the number two pick. That's just me personally. But I don't think they're going to. So if I'm the Lions... And you see some of the teams that have all the picks that they do. I'm trading back. I'm getting more capital <laughs> because
1: I think there's a lot of good, talented players in this draft that you could get. Um, mm-hmm. And especially if Miami wants to jump there, mm-hmm. and you're able to still get Jeffrey Cuda, uh, a, a position of need in corner, or a or Isaiah Simmons, a linebacker a position yeah. Of need. Yeah, both number are positions of needs with a very high upside for both of them. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I think they're, like, me and you were talking about this before the podcast, they're very similar to what the Colts were uh, back in 2018 when they traded down and still got Quentin Nelson.
0: Yeah. Uh, they got a quarterback coming off injury. Now, look, I say Andrew looks better than Matt Stafford, but I think people hate on Matt Stafford a little bit too much. I mean,
1: I don't think anything has to do with him. We've seen the Lions organization and how it's ruined probably the best running back in history and probably the best receiver in history, uh, give or take with Jerry Rice, or best physical receiver, I should say with uh, mm-hmm. Calvin Johnson. Uh, and we just seen, like, they messed up a really good quarterback in mm-hmm. uh, who's, a border, I think, a borderline Hall of Famer, in my opinion. This dude's stats are remarkable with the teams that he's been dealt with mm-hmm. and with the coaching he's been dealt with. So, you give him, at least, a, just give him some stuff around him and he'll can get you to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, and
0: we don't know what's going to be of the Vikings this season, right? We don't know what's going to be of the Bears. Like, we, you know, that core quarterback situation is going to entirely make or break the Bears this year. We don't year. know
1: how the Packers are going to do. Rodgers is aging. He didn't – him and Tom Brady both have been, like, a little bit on a down yeah. this last year. If both of them could pick it up, a whole new different thing. But we'll see how Rodgers plays. Yeah, Rodgers
0: plays similar to what he did last year. And you just see more consistency – and you start to see that culture start to pay off um, in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're kind of a sleeper team to watch in the sense of, like, let's just see some of the moves they make um, to really start improving this team and get younger but also get better as well. Now, so
1: they can't let one game ruin their season again. That, that's well. very true. Yeah. So, well, you know, if it was a terrible called game. Uh, so we'll move into Chicago here. And as we all know, uh, Chicago did trade for Nick Foles. Uh, to Jacksonville For a fourth round pick And also Reduced his Cap by 11 million Which makes his cap Hit 5.3 million So if they want For to, 2020 Yeah for 2020 So if they want to cut him Next year they can mm-hmm. And they lose Only 5 million In cap Which is not that bad For for how much he got Originally got paid for mm-hmm. uh, Also The Bears signed R.D. Burns uh, Former Steelers corner And Jerome, uh, Jermaine DeFetti My bad Both of them To a one year deal uh, A solid guard uh, not the best guard, but... It's an improvement. He, he's a... It he's a depth. Yeah. And, uh, and a placeable starter when somebody gets injured. And also, Artie Burns has some high upside uh, with the Steelers, but it's never really came to fruition. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe get, get better coaching or defensive coaching staff in there. And maybe get some better players around him. Maybe his confidence boost up. And this is my team, so I'm not a big Nick Foles fan. Houston and maybe... the podcast this podcast definitely knows uh the listeners do uh i'm not a big nick Foles fan uh this is the last first time i wanted to come to the bears but but i'm starting to realize that he does know Nagy system mm. and what the bears need is somebody to just play decent football just to not turn the ball over get the ball down the field However, which means uh, necessary, where they just throw throw it up for grabs, let your wide receivers catch it, mm-hmm. uh, or just do little short RPO slant passes and just work your way down the field. Uh, the biggest problem with the Bears was their defense was exhausted. Yeah, the whole entire season they Couldn't were on the field. Couldn't sustain any type of offense. No, yeah, they were not on the field. What's uh, they were on the field basically the majority of the game, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what hurt the Bears. And they still and the Bears still went seven and nine last year. Yeah. With that, so just get a quarterback in there or get a quarterback to teach Mitch Trubisky how to just be a game manager. and I think the Bears are gonna be fine, they're gonna be a playoff team again. But it all comes down to how well, all right, what what is going on in the Bears organization? The top part, what is Nagy doing? What is Pace doing? That's the real question Mm -hmm. here. We've seen him make the playoffs with Mitch Trubisky. Uh, they can definitely make the playoffs with Nick Foles as the quarterback. The question is, where does, how does Nagy deal with it, and how does Pace deal with it? Yeah, that's the real thing.
0: Um, yeah, I agree. I, I think it's a good thing to get Nick Foles in. I know you don't like him, but I think to get him in the door to to have him competing mm-hmm. is gonna it's gonna at least push Trubisky if anything. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's gonna at least make and force him to to work on his craft to get better as a quarterback, and if he doesn't. See ya. We're, we're going to get somebody else next year because, mm-hmm. the, you know, who knows what can happen next year with the fact of you've got Justin Fields coming out, you got Trevor Lawrence coming out, and uh, regardless of what we need to see from him, you know, moving forward, you've got two prospects going into at least next football season that are going to be highly touted that a lot of teams are going to be coveting, right? Mm-hmm. And the Bears could be in a situation, like you said, they could cut foals, they could get rid of and not sign back uh, Trubisky, and they could be going after another quarterback and just do like a short rebuild. Um, but I, I think with the team that they have, with the defense that they have, I think addressing the defensive secondary um, uh, mm-hmm. for the Bears, getting a, getting a guy like Antoine Winfield in, you know, in the second round, maybe getting a, uh, another cornerback in the second round as well, like just beefing up that secondary a little bit more um, to go with that great front seven uh, that they already have, I think would just make that defense that much scarier. But we've got to see, again, like we've talked about, what is the quarterback position going to be? How is Nick Foles going to? Is he going to come in there and start? Honestly, I have, I have a pretty good feeling that he actually is going to be the starter for the Bears at, for the majority of the season, if not at first. Um, I, yeah. I think he's a guy that's coachable. I think he's a guy that can do what you ask of him, and he he's a guy that will play within what you want him to do. Mm-hmm. And if you give him good talent and good supporting cast and good coaching,
1: I think that's, I think that's what Bears get succeed. Bears always get hate on like who's the uh, weapons on the offense. There's a lot of weapons on that offense. It all stems from quarterback and interior O line play. my uh, outside O line line play with the tackles for the Bears. It stems from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> Charles Leno and whoever the tackle is, if it's Bobby Massey or somebody else, needs to step up their game mm-hmm. uh this next season. Uh, or they're they're looking at probably getting cut too, especially yeah. with Charles Leno's getting the, both of them getting new contracts in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, like you said, Trubisky and Nick Foles, both of them have to step up if they, if they actually want to be on a team or be in the NFL next year. Mm. Both of them do. So yep. that's, the, that's the real question is, like, how is all this going to work out? you got a bunch of rejects uh, in the quarterback position that people probably don't want if they do bad next season. And people probably don't want them now if you try to trade them. So mm. the question is, how would they respond to being rejected, both of them? Yep. Like, Trubisky... Then again, Nick Foles, maybe starting Nick Foles. How does he respond to it? And how does Nick Foles respond to being rejected by Jacksonville, a place that he picked, that he wanted to go to, to be their starting quarterback and to give them a Super Bowl run? And mm-hmm. he's going after a year. So yeah. how, does that, how does that play out? That's okay. the real question. So we'll uh, move to Minnesota, who, who picked up a really good D tackle. Uh, Michael Pierce from the Ravens picked him up for a three-year deal. Uh and they uh, and also Everson Griffin will not be back with the Vikings, which is shocking and it's a it's a hurt to the team. It really is. Uh, Michael Pierce, really good run stopper. Uh, kind of replaces Linval Joseph. He, he does. It just I think he's better. I think I think he's better than Linval Joseph. Uh, younger, so yeah, it just helps him out a little bit more there. But yeah. uh, Minnesota, I think in that division is the who's taking the steepest decline at the moment. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean you with get rid the, with of digs, the,
0: with... you get I mean you get rid of um you lose some of your, your more veteran pieces on defense which haven't been playing great. And
1: you lose your O C. But who, yeah. Who really made that offense goal last year. Mm-hmm. The, I I think the unfortunately the Vikings, which I don't mind the Vikings, even though it's in the, the division, mm-hmm. they're unfortunately dropping. I think gonna they're gonna have the steepest drop off this season. hmm Uh And we'll go to – we can go to Green Bay here because Everson Griffin, he's been having some issues and everything, uh, mental health issues. He took took a step back a couple years ago, uh, missed a couple games. Mm. Uh, I want to see if he plans on actually leaving and signing with a new team or if he just wants to retire or sit out a year to get his mind right. I want to see if that – I want to see what his uh, idea is of – or what this – he's not going to be back for – for 2020, it's, mm. it's possible he could come back, but I want to see if he either takes off a year or he goes to another team. Mm. Uh And yeah, we'll go to Green Bay here. Green Bay uh, picked up Devin Funches, a big target, if he can stay healthy for uh, Aaron Rodgers there.
0: He's young, he's got potential, but he's, you know, again, like you said, he's had so many injuries that he's never been really able to, like... Show what he really can do So you can put him with a guy Like Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers loves big receivers That he can just launch the ball Down the field to um, If he Like you You know I agree If he can stay healthy yeah. I think this would be a nice sign Especially Especially cheap like that
1: Yeah with the next bit For Green Bay Is Rodgers wants to play Until he's 40 Yeah I don't see that happening How many injuries He's pack, uh, yeah. Packed up here And uh, Him not playing the best Last year But like you said You gave him a big target You get him a James Jones-esque receiver mm. Who can make those back shoulder catches, or he can have chemistry, but somewhat chemistry with, because Dempsey has been in the league a little bit. He can develop that. When you're in the league for a little bit, mm-hmm. even though you're on a new team and with a new quarterback as a receiver, you can probably develop that chemistry a little bit faster because you've you've been in the league. You know where the ball is going to go with the majority of the quarterbacks. When you're a rookie, or mm-hmm. you're on or one or two year pro like the they had last year. It takes a little bit. Wide receivers take a little bit to get used to the league. Sometimes mm. when you're in your what is it? when you're under your rookie contract, like Devin Funches is, maybe him and Rodgers can click fast. Maybe we can see Devin Funches get back to that uh, Carolina form before his injuries start piling up. Mm. So we'll we'll see we'll see how the plans up. But I like the signing though. It's a one year deal, very uh, low risk, high reward situation for the Packers. There. Yeah. So we'll move to NFC South here uh to the NFC South. Uh and we'll start with Carolina. Carolina uh released Eric Reed and obviously the big one, Cam Newton. Yeah. Uh they picked up uh Seth Roberts, John Miller, and Seth DeVille Uh for one year deals. Very solid pieces there. And they also picked up uh PJ Walker. A lot of people know him from the XFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philip Walker. And they also picked up uh Tahir Whitehead. So there's a, and I also picked up my, the biggest signing, Robbie Anderson. Yeah. So I picked up some solid pieces. Seth DeVille, very solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seth Roberts, Journeyman, he's a solid receiver if you yeah. need him when somebody's injured. More Robbie, depth. Robbie Anderson, I think me and you think he has a lot of potential. A, lot, a lot of lot. I like
0: his deep threat ability. Like, I think uh, he's that guy that can take a top off of defense. Reminds
1: me of Deshaun Jackson a little bit.
0: I'd almost say, like, you put him in, like, a, he'd be like a Ted Ginn type of guy. Like, yeah. Just really give that, give your offense a lot more versatility in what you can do.
1: Yeah. And, uh, was it John Millett? He's a solid guard. Mm hmm. Me and have been, he's from, I think he played for Louisville, uh, been very solid ever since he came to the league. Played with Buffalo. I think mm-hmm. he played for the Jets. Uh, or may have that flipped around. But yeah, it, he's a very solid guard that they need after trading Trey Turner. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, and my question to you is, where does Cam Newton go? Like we've 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 been hearing the reports. We'll get to New England here, but
0: well, I'll say this: I I like the P.J. Tucker, or not P.J. Tucker. <laughs> That's a basketball player. Well, what were you talking about? NBA. P.J. Yeah. Yeah. Walker. Um, you know, he played with the Colts. I always liked him. Every time I saw him in preseason, I always liked his ability. Obviously, we saw. Um, <laughs> now I'm just thinking of corner threes now. Yeah. Um. No, but. Uh, I really liked his ability and what he showed in the XFL. He was clearly, in my opinion, the best quarterback by far. Yeah. Um, just, comf- you know, being comfortable, making decisions, big, you know, big play I liked playability. him at Temple.
1: I remember watching him at Temple, and, he's, and his and head he... coach was? Matt Rule. Matt Rule. That's that's yeah. the big thing for me is
0: you get him back in a situation with Matt Rule where, uh, who is their quarterback right now? Teddy. That's right. That is, yeah. But
1: he's right. a good backup, though. He knows the system.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, you've got Teddy. You've got PJ. um and we'll see what they do. We'll with, see if with, this is with, what Will they try to push with, or uh, we'll see what yeah. happens with
1: Will Greer. We'll see what happens. But I, I, I like I like what they're doing. I like Carolina. What they're building here. Yeah, people are going to say they're going to be sucky. I don't think so. I think they're going to be really. I think they're really good. But I think they're going to be solid. Maybe a seven to nine, the ten and six team. I think they had that middle ground there where they'll be either a playoff team or a middle of the road team.
0: Okay. I, I, I mean, and plus you got Teddy Bridgewater again, who's got that familiarity with. Uh, with the Saints system where Joe Brady originated and yeah. had a lot of his ideas from. Yeah. So you've got a lot of system, uh, systematic, like,
1: yeah.
0: uh, like just a common ground with the quarterbacks there with P.J. Walker and Rule, and you've got Joe Brady having mm-hmm. that kind of common language with Teddy. Um, so, yeah, I could see them being successful in the sense of just, like, you got guys that are kind of coming in hungry, wanting to play football. Uh, but it's going to be curious to see – what they do, and like you said, like what are they? Gonna, what's Cam Newton going to do? Right? Yeah. Uh, right now, we're just a, we're in an unprecedented time where he can't go and meet teams and get cleared for physicals. Mm-hmm. He's got, um, you know, obviously the shoulder injury, and what else is his ankle?
1: Well, he's had ankle issues, but so, it's his shoulder mainly. It's his throwing motion. Him changing his throwing motion. But you're gonna people want to see that, yeah.
0: Yeah, but teams are gonna want to see that in person. You're gonna want your doctor to be, you know, clear him. That's why I don't think any team was willing to trade for him, and that's why nobody's willing to sign him yet. Mm-hmm. Once he can get in the door and, and talk to somebody and visit with people and get cleared, I think you'll start to see that pick up. But until then, um, you're just it's going to be kind of slow. I think on the Cam Newton news, as far as like a team actually. Going to actually yeah, to sign him or anything? Yeah,
1: so. we're gonna see a lot of people with injury histories, like mm. like like Jadavion Clowney, who had a core injury, had surgery at, at the end of the season. Mm. We're gonna see those type of people maybe get signed later near training camp because a lot of people don't have the physicals yet. They, they can't go see the team doctor. The, doc, the team doctor can't rule them out or in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean for training camp or you know I mean physical contact, and that's gonna hurt. Judea, like, it's, we see he's hurting Jadavion right now, and it's going to hurt Cam Newton's market. Yeah. It really is. So we'll move to uh, New Orleans here. And New Orleans signed a very old safety, Malcolm Jenkins, who's he was still probably he was probably the best uh, DB. for not him to a four-year deal, though, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. That's my, he's, like, he's almost in his he's – like, he's in his he's mid-30s. Like he's right, yeah. or something? I mean, he's older, but It's going like to be his last contract, at least. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. I,
0: I mean, I think he can come in. I think he's going to be able to uh, – Offer solid leadership mm-hmm. to him. I think uh, give that defense more of a veteran presence in the secondary, mm-hmm. um, and we'll see. I mean, because you know you got young guys like Marshawn, uh, Marcus Williams, mm-hmm. um, and if you get a guy that has that veteran leadership, he's replacing Von Bell.
1: Yeah, cool. coming
0: in there to replace him. Pre- you know, he pretty got a nice much contract too. Yeah, yeah. And, so uh, I, I like the move, honestly. I do too. And I mean, he's so. going back to the Saints.
1: Yeah, know. and the, he the won Super Bowl last time he was there. So mm-hmm. well, uh, and they also got. Uh, Andreas P they re-signed him for a five-year deal They also picked up Emmanuel Sanders for a two-year deal Uh, Also, they picked up DJ Swanger, a very solid safety Mm -hmm. Uh, And they also picked up the XFL leader in interceptions uh, Diedrich Nichols I think that's how you pronounce his name Mm -hmm. So, you see what they're doing there They're building up their secondary they gave another weapon to Drew Brees. They took some pressure off of Alvin Kamara. They took some pressure off of uh, Michael Thomas, and obviously they re-signed their best old lineman. Yeah. Saints are. This is Saints are obviously pushing for another chance to win a Super Bowl. The question yeah. is, are they going to choke or not?
0: That's that's the yeah. that's the question, right? Like, you put. I don't know. Over the past. You know what? Two years, three years, like you. Last seen-
1: three years, they've lost in the last play of the game, and okay. I think that's the first time in NFL history that's happened.
0: So what was the first one?
1: The Minnesota Miracle. You dang, had the so Rams, That was three. They had Louise. the Rams OT, <laughs> and then they had this OT.
0: Jeez Louise! That was two years ago, and ah. and two times it was to the Vikings. Yeah, um, and just it's. <laughs> you're right. Gosh, dang.
1: Can they can they shake off the? Uh, what's his name? Greg Williams. Greg Williams. Okay, can they shake off the curse that he brought to the that yeah, he brought to the
0: team? The bounty gate. I yeah. mean, after that, the the Saints have never had luck in, in really complete. trying to get to Super Bowl. And whether you want to say that's the league trying to always get back at them or the conspiracies people want to throw no, out, it's they, just look, they, they they've caught on, that
1: push off in big situations. Yeah, they've, they've caught on lucky
0: breaks. Look, you, and, and things happen, right? It's yeah. football. That, that's why I think we all love football is that. Um, anything, even, even when a team seems out, even when a team seems down, like anything's possible, anything Mm -hmm. can happen. And I really like the moves that the Saints are making because I think for them, it's, they're realizing like, we're so, we're like, we're so close. We're right there. If we can just get over that hump of getting past some of these calls or just, we can get a little bit of luck on our side. Yeah. They have the talent. They have the team. I love their defense. I love some of the guys on their defense, especially, um, uh, Cam Jordan, I mean, just, he's a freaking monster, yeah. And uh, and when you put, the, the you put Emmanuel Sanders wheel. with uh, Mike Thomas, I love the compliment there. I think they're both really great receivers, and I think they complement each other very well. Um, and it, especially within that offense, I think Emmanuel Sanders is going to flourish. And then, but I think yeah, what
1: nothing. I was thinking about something.
0: Okay, so now the the big question for me is, I think I personally think they need to get a, a running back. Uh, in this draft, yeah, uh, not in the first round necessarily, but in the second round for sure. They need a power back. They I need think. to get yes. They like, need somebody
1: to compliment him because we've seen Alvin Kamara did not play well last year, or it wasn't used well, I should say. Yes, uh, he
0: he's not an every down back. He's not a guy you're going to run between the tackles all the time. He's <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna be a receiving back. He's gonna be a guy that you can use out in the slot. Um, you're gonna use him, uh, you know, and kind of your stretch, you know, your wide zone kind of run plays and whatnot, trying to get him to the outside. Uh, but you need a guy that's going to be willing to run through the tackle, is going to wear a defense out. And uh, they had Latavius Murray, right? Is that who that was? Last yeah, year? yeah,
1: they had Latavius last year. They need, uh, they, they probably should sign him back. The... He was
0: okay, but like I think they need more of like
1: – Well, he killed the Bears.
0: So. True, but I'm saying like they, I think they need more of like a legit, like a young Stallworth like, guy that's going to come in and be a power – like you said, a power back. Put him between the tackles, run somebody down somebody's throat like they would with Mark Ingram, and then you have a great change of pace in Alvin Kamara to allow him to do what you know he's great at.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what. I, yeah, no, I agree with that. I think that's what they need. Mm. Do they go out to Johnson Taylor if he's not picked up? That's the real question here. Yeah, in the uh,
0: second round, or do you go after? Uh, he's going first Isaac. round. We'll see. Or do you do you go after a, a Zach Moss from Utah, who a lot of people
1: say might be the best power back in the in the draft? I think they go after him, maybe third round or something. Uh, so we'll move uh, to Atlanta here. Atlanta has two signings, but they're very key signings: Dante Fowler and Todd Gurley. We might see the greatest show on turf. We might see the <laughs> greatest show on turf again. So yeah, but but this time in Atlanta, we got Julio, we got Matt Ryan, we got. Uh, Todd Gurley. And usually big threes work out like that. And you have a really good wide receiver, you have a really good running back, and you have a really good quarterback. Uh, the question is, this division stacked. It is stacked to the max. Like, you, Tampa has Tom Brady, New Orleans. Been trying to get Super Bowl for the past three years. Been so close to it. Mm. And then Atlanta... Uh, Atlanta. Carolina is building a very solid team that can easily make a surprise playoff push. Mm. Atlanta, they have some big issues, and that old line is a huge issue, and I haven't seen them really do much to improve it, and it killed them last year.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I know they had young players on there. and take some young linemen to actually develop a couple years before they get their root, but it's... It like they they played awful last year. We, uh, the Thanksgiving game was the clear indication when they recovered their like third onside kick or whatever. Mm-hmm. They Matt Ryan had zero time. He got sacked in like three of the four plays, mm-hmm. and it was terrible. Yeah. And it's just, it, they need to build up the offensive line. Atlanta needs an offensive line, and they're also losing some key defensive players as well. So I think maybe surprise me. I think Atlanta's the worst team in this division here. Uh, we'll see. They got great this weapons. This is a tough division now. They I got mean, two great weapons, a great quarterback, but nothing else. Calvin Ridley? I forgot about, I forgot about him.
0: Calvin Ridley? Hayden I forgot. Hurst? Come on now. We'll, see about, we'll, we'll, see, about we'll see about Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Yes, that we'll is third impact. year in the league. Yeah. Uh, so. We'll see if he can make an impact. But I mean, I like, I like the acquisition. And I like but,
1: Dante Fowler. Dante Fowler is going to... He's going to do what Vic Beasley could.
0: Yeah, he's he's actually he's definitely going to help them out uh, in a lot bigger way than Vic Beasley um, has been able to in the past few years. Yeah. Uh, Todd Gurley's an interesting. Look, to all, the only thing I have a question of is can he stay healthy? If he can stay healthy, this could be something
1: special. Yeah.
0: I don't see him staying healthy. Though. I don't see him being on the field enough. I don't see them using him enough, and um, in this and in, in, in this, the right
1: way too. I've not been impressed with the. Uh, play calling the last couple years for Atlanta.
0: Yeah, I haven't either, and I think – I don't know. I mean, I think they really got to get back to that Kyle Shanahan style of play, Mm -hmm. um, in my opinion. I think they need to get back to more wide zone concepts, more boot concepts, different things of that nature. Um, But ultimately, like you said, I think they need to improve offensive line. I think they need to attack that in the draft – as best they can, you know this interior offensive line class is not great. You've got some really deep tackles, but there could be a run on tackles in the first round. That you know we'll see what happens.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I want to see how Todd Gurley reacts to the situation, right? Like yeah. getting released after a huge contract has been kind of injury riddled. Let's see where he, let's see what happens to him. I'd love to see him ball out and and, and play great. I like watching Todd Gurley as a great running back, but a running back is going to only be as great as. His as healthy as he is. If he's not healthy, it's really hard to be an effective running back, especially with what he's known for.
1: Yeah. All right. So we'll move on to. You want to move on to Tampa? We'll move on to Tampa here, and uh, I think they only got one move. Yeah, at to get resigned. That was about it. Yeah. Just saw it. He played great for him last year. They had one of the best, I think, D-line fronts in the league last year. Mm-hmm uh or front sevens in the league, the secondary was We talked about it we've been talking about the secondary for a while here. Yeah. It's just like Philadelphia's it's terrible. Mm. So uh yeah, it's yeah, I, I, that's a good sign Do you have anything on it?
0: No, not really. I mean yeah, it's
1: sure. Yeah, it's a fine year. sign. And it's it's not consuming. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's he's a solid a really good player, He's a really solid player, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's just kind of uh I fit that tall bowl system not very well last
0: year yeah yeah he I don't know. he's just it's just weird because he is like you know he made he made the all-decade team and all that jazz uh he is one of the best defensive tackles in the league since he's been in I and mean, he's up there he's just as a
1: it's just his attitude's been making him move around that a lot. that's
0: yeah yeah it's just it's just weird to see a guy that talented just always consistently move well around the thing is though we kind of
1: look at it though played out his rookie contract in detroit played out his whole contract in miami played his one-year deal in the Rams and he's been with Tampa for two years so like he stays with the teams until the contract's up and they just don't seem like they want to resign <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 so yeah we'll move on to the NFC West here and uh, the Rams made some uh, I think some good moves uh, some low-risk high-reward moves uh, type uh, type of moves they put up Leonard Floyd for a one-year deal mm-hmm they, uh, they re signed Andrew Whitworth to a three year deal. Yep. A. Even a. though, look,
0: I'll say this Andrew Whitworth is like 57 years old.
1: <laughs> he looks like he's in his 60s.
0: So, <laughs> like, a three year contract is kind of interesting to me, but we'll see what happens with that.
1: And, uh, gosh, that, I'll say that dude's head is like a peanut size compared to his body. That dude's a massive dude, yeah. he has a small head. <laughs> <laughs> and then they picked up uh, a. Sean Robbins. <laughs> God dude.
0: <laughs> Alright. Alright, oh. so HM Robinson picked
1: up a uh, they picked him up for a two year deal. And they also re signed uh, Michael Brockers after his deal uh, del- deal fell through with uh, Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, I like these signings. Uh I got you laughing over here. Yeah, you got me laughing. Oh, um, Gosh. <laughs> no,
0: nah, I'm good. He's, a,
1: he's an amazing player. That dude's a Hall of Fame player. Yeah, man. you know, he's a
0: Hall of Fame tackle. Yeah, it's crazy. Nah, I'm hey, just, how, I'm how, just how, thinking of, like, how huge he is with this, this <laughs> tiny peanut <laughs> head. Which, yeah, like, that is actually how it is. Like, yeah. It's just
1: stupid. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> I like some of the moves, though. Like, Ashawn yeah. Robinson uh, and Michael Brockers resigning. Kind of that deal falling through with the uh, Ravens. Kind of sucks for the Ravens. Yeah. We'll talk about how they kind of replace that um, here in a little bit. But – Overall, I like the signings. Look, when you re-sign, um, very a, solid, a
1: very odd-looking left tackle. <laughs> <laughs> you stop joking. On me. All right, no, I like this. Gosh, Houston. I like this. Gosh. All right, so I do. I, I'm going to continue talking while you laugh. Uh, so, I, I do like the learn Floyd. Floyd. I shouldn't make should a joke. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you have to Google, uh, like always. All right, so we'll move on. All right, so oh, all right. man. Well, gosh, I, I do like the defensive line signings, So Leonard Floyd, Michael Brockers, <laughs> and Ashawn Robinson. Those are very solid signings. Oh, man. And all of them are really good run-blocking signings. But the question is, where is their pass rush coming from? Like, where is it coming from? She's gonna be laughing here. Like, they released Clay Matthews. Oh.
0: <laughs> we
1: gotta figure that Alright,
0: so we are back. I apologize for losing my composure there. Um, it happens like in every episode. I don't know why. Like, why I made. It, I blame this on why this time. I ain't gonna take responsibility for that. that was, Anyways, I made, so. I made a simple,
1: I made a simple <laughs> joke to a Hall of Fame left tackle and you. you nah, I know, I took it over to. the top. Yeah. uh... But yeah, what I was saying earlier about uh, the defensive line signings that they got: Leonard Floyd, H. R. Robinson, Michael Brockers—very solid. The question is, where's the pass rush going to come from? Mm-hmm. They released Clay Matthews. Where's that pass lost rush?
0: Lost Dante Fowler to the uh, to the Falcons.
1: Where is it <clears> going <throat> to come from? Mm-hmm. That's what they need in this draft. Yeah, I think. I think, think, I think now.
0: I think there's some guys that they go after in this draft that I definitely like quite a bit. Um, that I see some potential out of maybe that not super polished. Maybe guys that you you're not like uh, they're not ready right now But I see some guys that they could come out in this draft and you could there, there would be kind of some positive upside moving forward mm-hmm. But I agree you got three guys right now that are really really good run stoppers to comp- mm-hmm. You know to go along with Aaron Donald right now that <clears throat> defensive the line um, We'll see if Leonard Floyd Leonard Floyd's a guy that's always been built upon potential great in the run very strong, very physical at the point of attack, just never is able to put the moves together. Excuse me, never has like the plan. Um, when he's rushing the quarterback, I, I never see him like have this plan of attack when he's going. It's always like he's like going to rush and then he just gets his hands on the guy and it's just he doesn't know what he's gonna do, yeah. And that's usually what stops him. But I think in the run, he's like, All right, run play, I'm physical, I'm gonna beat the guy up, and uh, and that's just kind of what he is. And maybe he can kind of flourish more, um, in this system. Uh, with the Rams, but uh, that's yet to be seen. Because if he wasn't flourishing with Khalil Mack on the other side of him, it's going to be hard for me to believe he's going to be there. And without White
1: Phillips too, since White Phillips is gone now, it's true. Uh, I don't know what the Rams are doing. Them and the Falcons are yeah. mysteries to me right now. Yeah, they should be uh, better than what they are, but they're.
0: And I still think the Rams are going to be a competitive team next year. I think you know they got some definite needs uh, coming up in this draft, and I think there's some. Uh, what.
1: That's what you said. He's like combining the words together. That's oh, weird. Yeah, I yeah,
0: know. Sometimes I talk pretty fast. Uh, but, no, with the Rams, though, I feel like they got some definite needs that they could address in this draft that um, that they could do with some really good players. Yeah. Um, and I still think they're on track to be a good team coming up in this season. But some of these moves are kind of like, you know, where is the pass rush going to come from? Aaron Donald, yes, he's a great player, but... We kind of saw last year, like, when teams really key in on him and you've got eight guys blocking him, it's pretty hard for him to do anything yeah. else when he doesn't have any help. Um, so it, if they can provide him with some help pass rushing-wise, like some legit pass rushers that can, you know, because Clay Matthews was kind of underwhelming last year. He played okay, but not great. Um, Dante Fowler was played really well. Um, but they need some a little bit more game-changing ability um, outside of that. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Glad we got through the Rams.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> Alright, so uh yeah, we'll go to Seattle now and basically uh just signed Bruce they picked uh they they signed Bruce Iron back. i trying to figure out how it's a to solid say time. that. Yeah, and to to a one year deal. And they also traded for Quentin Dunbar, uh for a fifth round pick. Yeah, and uh from a fifth round pick from Washington. So that is a solid moves. Gosh, that is that is a good move because he was one of the most underrated corners last year, and Pro Football Focus loved him. And last year, so he's a Pro Football Focus <clears> guy. Throat> but throat> if you're actually watching him play, he's really good. he's really good. It actually backs up their claim. Yeah. This time, and it, and the way they they got him, they got Shaqu- uh Shaquille Griffin, they got Diggs, and who uh, the other safety is, uh, <clears throat> who is other safety, forgot. I don't mind it right now. Uh, and they got a solid secondary there. Uh, obviously, but the main thing is there reports coming out that they have a slim to no chance of resigning Jadavion Clowney. Yeah. I mean, so that's going to hurt a lot. He's wanting too much money. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the report- the, there's
0: the injury history, right? Like he he's injured quite a bit. And that's another thing is you can't get these guys in to evaluate them, to, to clear them of any injuries. And... And, yes, he is coming from the Seahawks, so they should know kind of more about anything. But it's the fact that I think he just continuously wants this huge contract that they're not willing to give him with his injury experience. I think it's
1: ego. I think I think we've seen it his uh, last year of college, his junior year of college, where he didn't try. He didn't get effort. He was out of shape. All right?
0: But I didn't see that this year from him, though.
1: No, no, I'm not saying mm-hmm. that. I'm saying, though, when it, like talking about contract science here, okay. he wants more than what he actually is. Uh... Yes, he's one of the elite pressure guys in the league, but he doesn't finish. He's a
0: great run stopper, but yeah, that he doesn't that is, finish. That is that's the thing. The thing. The, the, he,
1: you know, oh, what the blue light? No, nah, it was uh, Kevin Garnett. <laughs> oh gosh, and, it's the crap out of me, and but he doesn't finish. He's yes, he's elite, mm-hmm. but he's not on the other levels of those guys. He's not a Khalil cool Mack. He's not a Von Miller. He's not an Aaron Donald. I agree, and he wants that money. I'd be like, the Sorry is, bro. the thing is, we're talking <laughs> about Cam Newton, uh, it, and him, they're both injured. Yep. Like you said, you can't evaluate them in this time.
0: Mm-hmm. You can't really know so how healthy are they. How, like, you know, how much can I trust that you're going to stay healthy for me if I sign you yeah. to a big contract? You, you can't know these yeah. things, and he's going to have to drop his money significantly. It doesn't, um, and we'll get to another guy later on that you it, think about I those, think is good, but is wanting well, like, a crazy amount of money as well.
1: Talking, uh, well, Miami offered him $17 million. He wanted $20 million. Real, and the grandstand thing is $3 million going to make that big of a difference. No, it's not. No. It's not going to make that much of a difference. Especially when you have uh, commercial revenue coming in. You have all this other stuff that you're doing that you're signing with these other companies like Nike, and Adidas, and maybe Gatorade you're signing with. Mm-hmm. He's going to get money from those people doing the commercials. Like, you don't need that extra $3 million. He could easily sign with Miami there. Mm. Gave a great boost to Miami this season. But no, I think he's having an eagle issue here. And it's not helping that we're having the corona issue and people are locked away in their houses. Businesses are shutting down. And the NFL is just not flying people over to get physicals yet. Especially for people that are getting injured. So it's it's hurting him right now. It really is. Mm. And he's going to have to drop his price if he wants to get signed. Yeah. Uh like you mentioned earlier, you said Melvin Gordon. He's Melvin Gordon himself for making Melvin Gordon a verb here. Yeah, he's he's doing that to himself. He's making himself not as valuable as what he actually is. Yeah, it's actually lowering his market.
0: But I, I thought he was a huge part to what the Seahawks. I did too. Were last year and why they were successful. But like you said, you got to realize what you are at some point. Be a little bit self aware. He's You're the not...
1: second tier. He's not the first tier. He's not JJ White. He's not Aaron Donald. He's not Von Miller. Mack. He's not Von Miller. He's the second tier, guys.
0: Yeah, he is. That's what he is. Yeah. Great run. He's a better version of he's a better version of Leonard Floyd. Yes. Great run stopper. He's a great at getting pressures, but he, like you said, he doesn't finish sacks. He doesn't get after the quarterback in the way that you would and want him teams to. Teams
1: love to look at sacks when they're signing people.
0: Yeah, that's that's, the, that's the truth a huge of the part of signing. Yeah, and, and whether people want to value that or not, and you know that's that's a debate for another you know another time, but. I agree. Teams look at that and say, like, how many sacks did you have? Yeah. How many times did you actually get the quarterback on the ground? Teams value that sometimes, whether they should or shouldn't. We can talk about yes. that and debate that, but it, it is important to to you know, in the sense of finish, get get the guy on the ground, get a strip sack, get get some big plays when we need it to get sacks are momentum at times as well. Yeah. Pressures are huge, but sometimes when you see that big sack when you need it, it's a huge momentum shift, right? Yeah. And he doesn't always get that. He's he's at eight to maybe 10-sack-a-year guy, more along the lines of getting around like nine a year or so.
1: Yeah, that's what he is. So we'll move on to uh, Arizona here. Arizona made some very solid signings. They picked up uh, Devon Kenyon for three years, and they picked up Devondre Campbell for one year. Mm-hmm. I like the signings. I think they're both very solid. It beats up that linebacking core, which probably mm-hmm. the weakest part of their defense. Especially with the, when you have, I think... Uh, in that second tier with uh, Jadeveon Clowney, talk about J. Chandler Jones, who doesn't get a lot of recognition. He could be up in that first tier with how many sacks. He's pretty close gets. to that first tier, in my opinion. Yeah, he just <clears> he <throat> plays for Arizona. He doesn't get recognition if he would have mm-hmm. played. If he was stayed in New England, I was L- glad
0: to see he made that uh, that uh, All Decade team, though.
1: Yeah, no, he. If people people don't realize that if he di- if he didn't get traded from New England, mm-hmm. that dude that dude's a Pro Bowler every single year. He's an All Pro every single year. Mm-hmm. Because he plays for Arizona, he doesn't get the recognition. As much as he should, yeah. Yes. And you pair him up with Devontae Campbell, who had a really good year last year. Devontae is a very solid. To me, solid. it's surprising.
0: and Maybe it's a sour cap thing. But only a year ago, mm-hmm. I I thought he showed a lot more promise. And I think he's a guy super fast, he's super older, athletic. Though. Is he at older? He's
1: older. That's I the I thing. I didn't know with he it. was older. He's like 20s, 28, 27. Is he that old? Yeah. Dang, I didn't know he was that yeah, old. Yeah. Wow. Devontae Kenyard is a good, solid signing, too. mm they're building up that defense. I love what Arizona's doing right now, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I, I made the bold prediction that they're going to be the next dynasty. I'm hoping it's coming true. I really am. It, yeah, it, I yeah. mean, I
0: like the signings too. They're very good signings. Uh, you're bringing good players in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devon Kennard, solid player. Uh, you know, he, he what he led the league with like four sacks after mm-hmm. a couple of weeks in the NFL and only finished with like seven. But uh he's a good player. He's a good he's a good solid guy that you can bring in, add depth, be a good starter for you, and uh and I definitely like the Devondre Campbell signing
1: Yeah, play. I do too. All right, so we'll move on to San Francisco. They didn't do a whole lot here. Uh basically they signed Travis Benjamin, a very good deep threat, a very good speedy wide receiver. And you know Kyle Shannon's gonna use him, so mm-hmm. use and him right. They're also looking into drafting Jerry Judy, which I don't mind if they get him, Ruggs, or C D Lamb, or even T. Higgins. i would probably See, they could get T Higgins Maybe. late
0: in the, in late.
1: Late, yeah, or early in the second round, yes, but, or late in the first, too, because they had the second pick yeah. in the first round, so, it, I would go with Jared Judy, I like, if this is true, and they're looking into drafting Jared Judy at that 13, I would, I think, that or CeeDee Lamb, I think they need a, Emmanuel sanders s player, they need a great round runner, they need a very fundamental type of receiver mm. to pair up with Debo and the and George Kittle and those running backs and the way Kyle Shan fits his system. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need somebody like that, and I think Jerry Judy or CeeDee Lamb perfectly does that. So uh, that's good news if you're a San Francisco fan. If if, you're, if they're looking into one of those guys, that's good news. Mm-hmm. So we'll move to the NFC East and the last NFC division here. And uh, the Giants, uh, are, they chose not to sign Antoine Bethea, who had actually had a really good year as... Like a fifty year old safety. Mm-hmm. He's been in the league forever. Uh yeah. And also they signed Clem, uh, Cam Fleming to a uh, one year deal. Uh, offensive tackle and they also signed uh Colt McCoy and Deion Lewis. So oh, both I think both a one year deal. So Yeah. Just adding some depth to the team. I, adding, I like the I, Deion Lewis signing. I do too, yeah.
0: I, I, I like him complimenting with uh with Saquon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: um give a you know, a little bit of a change of pace. Now, yeah, Saquon is a guy that you can put out put out wide, I think, and I think he, you know, you put him in some passing situations. He's he, he's a great player regardless. But you get a guy like Deion Lewis in there, change the pace a little bit, smaller, a little quicker. Um, I don't even know if you could say that technically, but a little bit quicker um, in nature, a little bit more of a true receiving back um, in that sense. So yeah, I like the sign. Uh, and then you know, you sign a guy like Colt McCoy, who's just going to be a good vet. He reminds um, me of
1: Daniel Jones, but Daniel Jones is better than him already, and yeah. probably is already better than what he's yeah, done in his career. Like,
0: Pretty athletic, pretty good arm, smart football player. Just not um,
1: physically gifted where yeah. Daniel Jones is physically gifted. Yeah. And I I think with Daniel Jones size, is a little, yeah. little bit more accurate than he is. I think Daniel Jones disproved all the accuracy stuff last year. Yeah. It's just more his decision-making needs to get better. Yeah. I think. So we'll move. Are you good with that? Yeah. Good. All right, so we'll move to uh, Dallas here. And they re-signed uh, Anthony Brown. Uh, cornerback for to three years they also signed ha ha clinton dicks uh and also they signed uh don terry poe to a two-year deal they signed greg Zerline to a two-year deal they signed aldon smith to a one-year deal and uh will talk about the signs there real quick i like those i like I those like signs. Them all i do too for just about yeah. they are going all in they're like you know what if this is poker, stole the chips in. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Resign uh, Anthony Brown, you lose Byron Jones. Mm-hmm. At, all right. So you resign your second best corner there. You, he becomes your first, but he becomes your best corner. Sign ha Clinton Dix. A very solid signing. I loved him with the Bears last year, mm-hmm. but I think he did minimize Eddie Jackson's role a little bit. Eddie Jackson wasn't the ball hawker, he was the run stopper, yeah. and Ha-Ha was there. So I think Ha-Ha is going to be a really good fit in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think so, too. And also, Don Terry Poe, really good run stopper. And, they also, and to pair with Gerald McCoy. Yeah, no. And they got uh, Greg Zerline. Kicking issues were, ter- were their issue last year. Maul hurt. Powerful leg. Terrible accuracy. Yeah. You uh, got a guy
0: like uh, Legatron
1: in there. Yeah. Could be nice for them. Best One of the best kickers in the league. Yeah. Not the best, but one of the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, Alan Smith. We knew. High upside, dude. Oh, my gosh. High this upside. This dude was on. Lawrence Taylor levels of greatness before all the stuff. Mm -hmm. Gosh, man.
0: Yeah, I mean he he was a superstar. I mean he was. Some people even you know he came out what in the same draft as Vaughn, right?
1: No, I think the year after. I think he came out third. No, no, no. no, no. I think he came out the year before, like in eleven, because he was there with the Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, that's when he was making a push, and then his career kind of dropped off around, like, 15 because he was being stupid.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, him being stupid, uh, you know, obviously making bomb threats in a freaking airport, um, getting in trouble for uh, for different issues with, uh, what, PEDs, marijuana. marijuana, different things of that nature. Which it's just
1: all changed now. Uh, yeah, certain things yeah. have
0: changed, which is, I, I think certain things are for the better, like marijuana, um, for instance. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you shouldn't be taking PEDs in the NFL. It's just... Yeah. Regardless of what you want to say about it, you, nobody else, you know. Well,
1: well, yeah, they they, they take some stuff. The day, they, 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 but, they take some stuff. Just yeah. don't take the stuff that's not listed on there. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but, you know, he was kind of a downfall of himself. I mean, he really just kind of put himself in really bad situations. Mm-hmm. Hasn't played in what? What, three years? Is
1: it? Three, yeah. Almost three years, yeah.
0: Or something. I mean, like you said, man, he, he was on such a pace – yeah, to be so special, to be like like that dude. I think forty
1: four sacks in like five seasons or something. I mean, it was something special. Yeah. I
0: mean, in the first two years, I mean, I mean, just ridiculous, dude. If if he can come back, even just be a fraction of that, and just be a guy that's a threat on the edge and get and and can complement mm-hmm. um, well for Demarcus Lawrence, I think this defense could be very scary next year. Now again, yeah, they lost Byron Jones, which to me is huge. I think they're going to have to uh, address cornerback um, and defensive back in the draft. But that front seven with the linebackers that they got, with the guys that they signed on the defensive front, um, I really like the signings. And, you know, again, yeah, like you said, you got Ha-Ha Clinton-Dix, so that kind of helps you out in the safety department. Maybe they go after purely corner in this draft. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're going all in. I agree. They're going all in because I think they realize, like, We've got we've got a short window before we got to resign Dak, and then a lot
1: of things start to shift. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll talk about uh, Travis Frederick retiring. Yeah, that's a huge, huge
0: blow. Yeah, I mean that's a that, huge blow to them. That could all. change what they do in the first round or, or mm-hmm. what kind of direction they choose to go because yeah. uh, they you need, obviously they need have a... seen Jerry Jones and 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 that front office really be dedicated to building offensive line and, and making that be something very important. So we'll see if that changes any of the direction How they choose to draft uh, Moving forward uh, Once we get there
1: mm-hmm. And also they uh, And also they're, This is the big, Probably the big, one of the biggest stories That they are in right now is Jamal Adams' contract situation If the Jets do not <clears throat> Can't come up to a deal with him They're going to try to slide in And pick him up from uh, the Jets, which by all means do that. That dude's probably the best safety in the league already in his like third year. One of the best, yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, Top three, easy. Talk about the way he plays—that's debatable. But he is one of the best safeties in the league, mm-hmm. and I think he'd be—I think he'd be a great fit for Dallas. There, especially was losing Byron Jones. Mm-hmm. They're able to get him not this year, but the next year. Mm-hmm. Be a really good fit. Uh, so we'll move on to uh, Washington, mm-hmm. and. They picked up uh, Sean Davis for to a two-one-year deal. Uh, picked up Cornel- uh, Cornelius Lucas. I thought I was going to butcher that name. But mm-hmm. I uh, to a two-year deal, maybe. Trent Williams' replacement there. Mm-hmm. Uh, also traded for Kyle Allen for a fifth-round pick. From uh, They gave Carolina a fifth-round pick for Kyle Allen. Mm-hmm. And uh, they also picked up Peyton Barber to a two-year deal and then Ronald Darby. I like these signings. I think they're solid. Mm-hmm. Uh there's nothing big, but there's solid signings and, sol- and a solid trade there. When you have a situation at quarterback that you're getting a new coach, you're getting a new system, and the coach may not want that quarterback. Mm-hmm. Even though how much I like Dwayne Haskins' growth throughout mm-hmm. last season, yeah. if he does, if the coach doesn't want him at the quarterback position, mm-hmm. it's just not going to work because it is the coach's team. It is. Uh and if the coach coach wants a new quarterback or wants his quarterback, like a Kyle Allen there, he coached Kyle Allen for a lot of games last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Allen's familiar with Ron Rivera's system. You get, I just want to see what they do with Dwayne Haskins. I thought he improved a whole lot. Yeah, throughout, throughout the, the course of the season, yeah. And I thought it was going to be fun to see Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins just duke it out. In that division, I thought it was going to be uh, fun to watch, but they may trade him—not this year, but next year, depending on how he performs and how he plays, mm-hmm. uh, especially the new system. Uh, I like the Peyton Barber sign thinks a very solid running back. Uh, like the Ron Darby, things very solid corner mm-hmm. as well. <clears throat> and uh, I think if we're going, if they tra- I think it's a little foreshadowing that they that they, they might be close to trading Trent Williams here, or may trade him at the draft. Uh, with the Cornelius-Lucas sign mm. signing uh, for two years. If it was a one-year, it would be like, oh, maybe a backup. But they signed him for two years. So yeah. they they expect they him to stay there. Yeah. Uh, so I I really like the pickups. And then picked up uh, Sean Davis from the Stillers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, uh, really, really good – or not really – really solid signing, I should say, for them. Just nothing huge, but nothing major.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we'll – uh, I, well, who do you think Trent Williams, do you think, do you think it's the indication that Trent Williams is going to get signed here or get traded?
0: I think he's going to get traded. It's just hard for me to pinpoint when and to who. Yeah. And that's why, like, you know, when, like, when we're going to do our mock draft. also mom- you
1: need physicals and stuff, and that's the big issue.
0: Yeah. And, and that's my thing is like, you know, like when you're doing a mock draft and different things like that, and you're trying to predict maybe is a trade going to happen with this or is this going to happen with that? How much do you value this guy at? And I agree that I think the biggest part is not being able to get these guys in the door do physicals, see if they're healthy, see if you can kind of clear that trade. And for that reason I think it it might be it might be a little bit. They might it might be after the
1: draft. It might be closer to the season when he's actually dealt somewhere. Yeah. So all right, so we'll move to the last NFC team. We'll move to Philadelphia here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they traded for Darius Slay. Yep. Uh for a and they gave a only gave away uh third and a fifth rounder. So it just shows how much uh, I don't think how much uh, say they had in the trade really mm-hmm. and Detroit did uh, and that also ex- ex- uh, extended almost went like German there uh, <laughs> uh, almost extended him or almost they extended him for three years yeah uh, they signed Jatavis Brown and Will Parks to a one year deal each and they also signed Nicole Robic Coleman for a one year deal
0: yeah to uh, me, this tells me that they're beefing up their secondary for the simple fact of adding talent uh, on the outside on offense. Which they, means I think first round they're definitely going receiver, whether that's a Justin Jefferson, whether that's a, a T Higgins, whether that's um, you know we, we put in put in a certain name, whoever. Right. Mm-hmm. Whether regardless of what receiver they pick, I think they're going receiver. Um,
1: well, they're looking in the Jeff, Justin Jefferson. They, yeah, that's
0: kind of the big rumor going around is that they're going to draft him. Uh, we'll see if somebody goes ahead of them and picks him or do, you know, or I if think honestly, it, but.
1: I think T Higgins would be a better fit. He, he replaces that Alshon Jeffrey type of player. True, but
0: I, I don't know. We'll see. I think overall, maybe Justin Jefferson's a little bit better receiver. Yeah. Um, but regardless, right? I, I think both players are really good. Mm-hmm. I think both players would fit in what uh, the Eagles want to do, and uh, that, to me, this just it, this is a good sign because what's the thing we've always talked about with the Eagles? What kills them is their secondary. Now they've addressed that. They've gotten good, solid mm-hmm. um, and uh, they've gotten good, solid pieces of depth, and they've gotten an elite piece to that secondary uh, to go along with, um, yeah, a little bit of an aging mm-hmm. defensive front, but still a really good defensive front mm-hmm. um, that the Eagles have up yeah. there.
1: Yeah, uh, And so, only getting Darius Slay, one of the best corners in the league. A, third, top, yeah. a top five corner in the league for only a third and a fifth. Mm-hmm.
0: He's like kind of right in that, like his, his entering <clears throat> his prime type of area. And so he's only got like a few years left, anyways, to yep. be like an elite corner.
1: Um, I think it's a great trade. And also, Will Park's very solid safety. And they also put it up Nicole call becoming a really good slot corner. Mm-hmm. They're making, like you said, they're making moves in that secondary that are very impressive. Uh, the one big thing is they lost Malcolm Jenkins. Do mm-hmm. they go safety? They picked up Jatavis Brown, who I think is a very athletic linebacker. Uh, I think still raw a little bit, but. He, he's. He, I think he's could fit into that system very well. The question is now, like you said, do they want to go replace a veteran uh, pass rusher, and team up with Derek Barnett? Is it Derek Burnett? Yeah, Derek. Yeah, and do they want to do that, or do they address something on offensive, like a wide receiver? That's, That's the real true. question going into the draft. Because is. you
0: could, you could see honestly, you could see them wait. in the simple fact of there, this is a deep receiver class. So maybe they do wait. They get one of the, the edge rushers that it's not really a great edge rusher class per se, or necessarily a deep one. Um, it's more. I think it's a class built on a lot of potential, mm-hmm. um, and maybe that for them that's like hey, let's get an edge guy. Let's 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 beef up this defensive line a little bit more. Let's build up this pass rush a little bit more. Um, get younger at that position, and then in the second or third round or what what have you. Um, or even later in the draft, they address some of the uh, some of the receiver issues.
1: Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so we'll move on to the AFC now. Mm-hmm. Uh, start with the AFC West, and we'll start with Denver. Denver traded uh, only a set. They 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 uh, swapped seventh round picks for Jerome Casey. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know.
0: I think it's more of a cap dump. Yeah, that's know.
1: what that's what they reported was a cap dump. But I just I don't know why you do that with that. Talented of a defensive lineman. Yeah.
0: I say the only issue is like when, when teams know, I think when I think teams see that you're trying to cap dump and you're trying to just get rid of money off, off. you know, like clear kind of the, the table um, for your team, the salary cap table, teams kind of notice that and it's like, look, I'm not going to give you much. If you want them, we'll give you this. And I think that's honestly just what happened.
1: Well, yeah, I, my thing is though, I'm sorry they didn't trade <clears throat> out of conference. They didn't trade to the NFC. True. That's my thing because Denver, you need to about Denver could be a surprise team. Yeah. I think we're looking at uh on the AFC Denver's one one be, maybe one of those surprise teams. Yeah, I think so. Uh and I don't know why you do that. Especially when Tennessee could be a wild card team next year. Denver could be a wild card team. Mhm. Casey can make all the difference in the ball, especially when you're stopping Derrick Henry. Yeah. How good he is. Uh and also uh we can't exclude him. Melvin Goring got signed to a two-year deal as well, and they also I think the biggest news, they released really Joe Flacco, unfortunately. Gosh, yeah. Super Bowl winner, MVP, Joe Flacco. But I I like I do like where they're going here. Melvin Gordon. Melvin went, Gordon's interesting
0: to me because I like Philip Lindsay quite a bit.
1: I like Royce Freeman.
0: Yeah, like But I want to see how that, dinam,
1: dinam, that that dynamic goes. So I wonder if they're looking at cutting or releasing or Cutting a release named Royce Freeman. you're not going to let go of Philip Lindsay. No. No, especially he's since he's from Colorado. He's from that area. He's a hometown kid. I mean, you're the
0: retired Hall of Famer. Um, True, that, yeah. His his number that is retired, number 30, he allowed Philip Lindsay to wear. You ain't getting rid of him right now.
1: No, yeah. And I I, I like the – I I think the question comes, what are they going to do with – well, we've seen them <laughs> use three rainbacks, uh in the past with uh, – they have booker from washington yeah uh they used him a lot as with uh freeman and uh lindsey it's Uh, possible yeah and they could be just doing that is what they're doing just he he's gonna be that it probably
0: more like a like a 15 12 like carrier game
1: six to eight carrier game kind of thing yeah between the three but I, i like i like what they picked up here uh i think it's just it doesn't hurt their team it just helps their team yeah Type of deal, right. and he's better than Derek Wolf.
0: I think it definitely shows the direction of the offense. Uh, I think they see somebody in Drew Lock, but I think they realize like, alright let's let's really beef this running game up and have some guys in there because I think they're going to rely heavily on that run game.
1: Mm-hmm. He when he did great off the play action last year. Mm-hmm. And that's where he got a lot of his big plays from. off the play action, mm-hmm. and yeah. I just added another uh, Pro Bowl caliber running back there. Mm-hmm. This is always good. All right, we'll move to the Chargers here, mm-hmm. and they picked up Lindvall Joseph for two years. And they are uh, Kind of an interesting sign to me Yeah And
0: Older Not you know Not super young But Yeah It's an. It's, nice, it's He's a good player
1: Yeah and they picked up Chris Harris Jr. For two years Yeah uh, Great signing By the way And They are going with Tyrod Taylor for 2020 The question is They said they're comfortable <clears throat> with it. They're com- what They're uh, Going comfortable Yeah The uh, question is How does that Are they going to draft somebody we seen Including he did not play well When He was pressured Yeah By the rookie Uh, We've seen him in Buffalo When he's not pressured By the rookie Uh, Obviously that's Nathan Pierman He probably saw Nathan Pierman wasn't good Mm -hmm. Uh, But he played very well He got them to the playoffs For the first time In 20 years Mm -hmm. The question is Where does the Chargers go Do they go O-line Do they go quarterback To maybe replace Tyrod But if you do that Tyrod may not play well Yeah He he may not play good And then you're back at Top pick again with a great team, and they're getting older each year. Mm-hmm. Is I think I I want to say they might go offensive line here. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure yet, but I like the sign with Lumbala Joseph here. Older, but good signing. Chris Jer- uh Chris, Jer- Chris Harris. That's Chris <laughs> uh, mixing Junior and Harris together. Uh, Chris Harris Junior, great player, one of the best. Like he's the top <clears throat> five corner in the league. Yeah, we have two, we have three top five corners in the league moving around. Crazy. And then we had Jalen Ramsey move around last year, which I'm not like considering top five corner, but mm. uh they're making moves that are benefiting their team. Uh let go of Philip Phillip Rivers. Uh we'll see how Tyrod fits into their system a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh but uh they're they're making their team better. I like it. I like the moves here. So you got anything else on it? No. Not yeah.
0: necessarily. I I think just the most interesting thing is quarterback. Yeah. What are they going to do with Tyrod, you know, like you said, are they going to draft or are they just going to allow are they really going to roll the dice on keeping him and maybe signing Cam Newton? Um, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily still a possibility, but I don't know. Yeah. It's it, they're one of those teams that every year they've got so much talent and you're just like it's like the potential is just like buzzing on that team. Are they going to be able to actually like actualize that potential and like and really build upon what they have on that team? Um, I think Tyrod's a good quarterback. I like him a lot. He's probably too safe at times.
1: Yeah, that's my... my, Yeah, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I I like the signs, though. I I definitely like
0: the defensive signs. Mm
1: -hmm. We'll go to uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm -hmm. Uh, They signed Nelson Aguilar and Eric Cush to one-year deals. They also signed Demarius Randolph to a one-year deal. Uh, We'll talk about the draft stuff here in a second. But Nelson Aguilar... Uh, he's inconsistent, mm-hmm. uh, but when he's on his game, he's on his game. Eric Kush one of the strongest linemen in the league. Solid depth. Yeah, he's a solid depth piece. He played for the Bears, uh, came in, played pretty good when uh, Kyle Long got injured in their playoff run. He played pretty solid for him. So he's a play starter if somebody gets injured, especially when you have Richard Carnegie, who's older or mm-hmm. may get suspended at some point in the year. Yeah. Uh and also, Damaris Randall, solid starter or solid depth. Gosh. Yeah, so. like he doesn't make mistakes. That's his thing. He's very good uh, at what he does. And so the so the question is, are they going to go quarterback? Rumors circulating, they might pick up Jordan Love in the first round, or they might wait for Jalen Hurts maybe in the second or third round. That's the question here. Where do you, I? If they do pick a quarterback, who do they go with? I think they go... I think they
0: go with Jordan. I think he's got more upside than Jalen.
1: But I, I, the thing I'm is, are they willing Mayock, to spend the first round? I think what Mike Mayock here is like... I think he might go Jalen if he falls to the third. Possibly. I think he might do that.
0: I mean, yeah, because I don't... Look, I, I'm sure somebody's going to overdraft Jalen Hurts and put him in the second round. Yeah. I think he's definitely like a third or fourth round pick for at least... No, no higher than the third... Yeah, but um, somebody's gonna overdraft him. Uh, I think they would take if... some
1: hill for a team. I think yeah. really good. Like he's not a bad throw at the football. He just, uh, he's, yeah, he's, he's his, just his not... awareness
0: as a quarterback. He's got a lot to develop in my yeah. opinion. He looks to run, and my I, a I think a little bit too much, and uh, that's yeah. kind of my thing with like with, with Jordan Love. I think you've got a guy that has a lot. of... Now he's not Pat Mahomes. Let's not go all that crazy. Um, he has like a lot of people. He's got a great arm. He's got super high potential, a high ceiling. He reminds me of a, Josh forehead?
1: Allen a little bit. That yeah. reminds me of he's very raw. Can, mm-hmm. you, can you refine him? Can you mold him into a really good quarterback? Josh Allen, going to his third year second year, he looked a lot better. Mm-hmm. But he's still what you can see that rawness in him. Uh, yeah. Especially in the playoff game when he's had the ladder of the football back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, you <laughs> see a lot of rawness there. Can you develop it? I think John Gruden can develop it. The question is, uh, where do they draft him, man? Or they, or are they actually going to go get him, or is it smoke screens for yeah. somebody to overdraft? Yeah, that's a real question. possible. All right, so uh, Kansas, well, Kansas City here, and they just signed Mike Rimmers, and they signed <clears throat> Jordan Tomu, another XFL star, probably the second best quarterback there. Uh, and uh, oh, gosh, I messed up my thing here. They signed uh, they <laughs> uh, re-signed Demarcus Robinson. Yeah. And they signed Ricky Sills jones to a one-year deal. So, it's just solid signings. Just backup pieces, really, is what they're doing. Just building up there. I think Jordan Tomu is a lesser version of Pat Mahomes. Good mm-hmm. arm, good athleticism. Just not as good as Pat Mahomes. Uh, so, I like the signs there. And it, uh, I think they are they fit well. And Mike Rimmers can be an upgrade or be, he could be just a very good backup to what they had. Their offense line didn't play well last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just, I think solid signage for him. Are we good. Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah. we'll go to, uh, AFC East and uh, Miami signed uh, fullback slash. We'll go to Miami here. They they signed fullback slash linebacker. Uh, got Elandon Landon Ro- Roberts. I'm yeah. calling me Lane again by accident. Elandon <laughs> Roberts. Uh, and uh, to a one year deal, which oh, I like it. He fits into. He he knows the system of. Uh, Ryan Flores, at New England system, so it's a good signing by them, and mm-hmm. they are, and the rumors going out that they're if they prefer Tua over Herbert, but say if there's a surprise pick or there's a there's a surprise trade, and say the Chargers move up and they go get Tua, mm-hmm. uh, Miami will be happy with Herbert, so yeah. that the uh, so they so that we may actually see Miami stay put. Uh we know Joe Burrow's going number one. Chase most likely going most likely going number 2 mm. uh, Detroit's been rumored for a quarterback. I don't think the rumors have died off, so I don't think they're getting a quarterback. Giants aren't getting a quarterback. Miami could honestly stay put and not lose any other picks and get the quarterback, one of the two quarterbacks that they want. They don't care if they get Herbert. They don't care if they get Tua. Mm-hmm. They're uh they're fine with either one. So uh we could not we could possibly not see uh the with the people are like a lot of people are speculating that Miami's going to trade to the third spot mm. probably might not probably not even see it happen we might just see just the regular draft order go in the first five picks yeah uh but who would you pick if you were Miami here because you've seen a lot of tape on Herbert a lot more than I have i'd pick Tua you would pick Tua yeah i
0: I know people have got the questions of two of uh, and you know, I'm sure we we'll the system. I'm sure we'll dive more into this when we go over like our quarterback rankings and different things. But yeah, like you got the yes, you've got valid, you know, like valid questions of like was he just a was he a product of a system, right? He's got uh like a trillion num- uh, first round receivers out there he can throw to. They're probably gonna have two first round receivers come out next year. He's got a great offensive line as always. He's got you know, he's got a first round offensive line coming out, you know, he's got great talented running backs in the back defense
1: great coach
0: yeah like is that a, is that a factor yes. yes that helps out i'm not you can't you can't say it doesn't but i think the things that i see in tua um i think he. Ha- i think he has great footwork i think he has great escapability um i think he can make the big play he's a guy that can make you know that can create big plays mm-hmm. as a quarterback with his feet with his arm i don't think he's like hurts though he doesn't look to run. He's, his eyes stay down the field, in my opinion. I think he looks more to pass. Um, now I do have some issues of accuracy. Look, I, I don't think he's as accurate as Joe Burrow. I don't think he's um, as polished of a, um, a decision-maker at times in mm-hmm. the pocket. I feel like he tries to force things a little bit too much. But I definitely feel like he's a better quarterback than Herbert. I like Herbert, um, but, you know, you hear the things about, you know, maybe his attitude, maybe he's a little too arrogant, maybe he's a little bit more of a, like a Josh Rosen type, like all those issues. When Josh Rosen was getting drafted, um, and all that process, where a lot of people had issues with his attitude and different things, um, but you hear, but then you hear things about his teammates loved him, and, and I do see talent with Herbert. Um, I'm just like, I, I don't know. He just reminds me of like, like he's athletic, he has a big arm, but I don't see like the like the it factor. I wouldn't even say like the it factor. I just don't see like him being like, like special. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So if I'm the Dolphins I draft two and if I have to trade up I trade up.
1: All right, so we'll... Even
0: even with the injury concerns. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Yeah, you're fine. Uh we'll move on to New England. And uh they picked up oh where you good my Ma... where you go with Miami? Mm hmm. I got a weird phone call there. Alright, so we'll move <laughs> on to uh New England. All right. so I right, Adrian Phillips got picked up uh two year deal hmm Uh they also picked up Brian Horrier for one year. And they also uh cut Steven Goskowski. So honestly, this it's not much Yeah nothing too Uh very solid uh pickup for uh, Adrian Phillips there, but mm. <clears throat> uh nothing really. Uh and then you got uh Brian Hoyer for one year, not nothing really. But But the main thing coming out of it is losing their kicker, had kicking issues, special teams issues last year. And also, remember, Cam's interested in them. Cam Newton might want to go there, so right. are they saving it for Cam? or what's, I don't know what's happening with yeah. New England. They just haven't made a lot of moves this offseason. Yeah. And, you know, you also could go the route of are they, t- they going to be doing a
0: tank job to get a Trevor, to get a Fields, or something of that nature. So, yeah, that's a possibility. You know, you don't expect it from a guy like Bill, but... I think Bill Belichick has got, you know, especially if, you know, if he stays in relatively good health and, you know, and he still has that passion for the game, which I think maybe now more than ever he does want to prove that he can do it without Brady. I think he could potentially, uh, you know, tank a year, get a quarterback, and then maybe coach for another, what, five to eight years or something.
1: Yeah, I think it's possible. Yeah, I think it is too. All right, so we'll go to the Jets here and – the uh, Jets picked up, I uh, uh, was it, Brian Poole? Mm-hmm. I forget his name. All right, Brian Poole, uh, one-year deal. They picked up uh, his, uh, Pierre Desir for one-year deal. Uh, they also picked up Rashad Perryman to a one-year deal. And they also picked up Patrick Oniswar. I hope I am not butcher's name name. Linebacker from the Ravens. On a, uh I don't am going to pronounce it. Uh, one to a one-year deal. And, uh, yeah, that was about... Some solid pickups, That's it. yeah. it's, it's Solid just, depth pieces, solid yeah.
0: starters. Um, you yeah. Know, at this point in free agency, I think you're getting Death and start, like maybe get, play starters. Yeah. yeah, yeah, getting death. You're getting guys that compete um, that can't compete in in preseason and training camp. If yeah, we'll see if that stuff actually happens. Um. But yeah, I like some of the moves the Jets have made, and I think they've got a very important draft coming up, and, mm-hmm. and some important decisions
1: to make. So yeah, I do too. Uh, and the Buffalo Bills. Did nothing. Yeah, yeah. So, Good yeah. job, uh, Stain I guess. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like. So, yeah. So, we'll move on to the AFC South. Uh, and Jacksonville. Uh, I'm, I lose my stuff. All right. So, AFC South. Jacksonville picked up uh, Rodney Gunter. That's how you say his name. To mm-hmm. a three-year deal. They uh, picked up Rashawn Melvin, former Colt. Uh, to a one year deal. They also picked up Tyler Eifert to a two year deal. <clears throat> picked up. Uh, uh oh no they didn't pick up They uh they fell out on the deal with dark Dark Les Denard. Uh I I like I like the Ronnie Gunther, very solid run stopper uh up the middle. You pick up Rashawn Melvin who's has flashes of being really good. Mm-hmm. Uh so I like the sign in there. Uh, like like we said earlier, low risk, high reward. Mm-hmm. A lot of these teams, a lot of these situations now are gonna be low risk, high reward. Especially with
0: the way the climate is, I think you're gonna see even more one year prove it deals. One more, or, you know, or one more, one year low risk, high reward type of deals. Um, and like you know, like we're kind of seeing the trend of guys that have injury histories and whatnot. Mm-hmm. you not teams aren't really taking the risk because you can't really like you know like we've said a thousand times, you can't really
1: evaluate these players. Mm-hmm. And all right, so. Yeah I agree with you on that And also Tyler Eifert I think he When healthy That dude's a baller Mm -hmm. That dude's had so many injuries And that dude still balls out When he's healthy Mm -hmm. So Yeah it's just He's just a Really good uh, player Also uh, Yarnick and They're looking If if somebody's looking to trade him First round pick
0: Yeah Look He's a valuable pass rusher He's a guy that can get after the quarterback I wouldn't ask for anything I would ask for a first round pick If anything
1: Yeah and, so, so, moving on to the Colts here, uh, they up, uh Xavier Rhodes, mm-hmm. uh, to one-year deal, just a solid signing, it's a one-year prove-it deal, yeah. has not been himself. The past two years. Yes, and one-year prove-it, Colts need secondary help, he's better than yeah. what y'all had, so. And if they can
0: ask him to do things he's good at, and they don't really put him in, in too many, um, situations where it's going to expose him, uh, just being a little bit older and not as good. Um, they can just allow him to be a little bit more physical, be more in the run game, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it, I think it'll allow him to kind of flourish a little bit more um, than when he's been able to in the past couple of years. Uh, but it's a, it's a, as a me as a Colts fan, it's a solid sign. It's not something I'm like super excited about. It's like okay, it's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, uh, and also Tennessee, nothing, nothing at all. Uh, yeah, yeah. So they did absolutely nothing too. Uh, them and the Bills are the only ones that done that have done nothing. Uh, Houston. Uh, Texans, I should say. They picked, uh... Or, yeah, they Wait, I Wait, I have Alright, so... I'm trying to figure out what i want to do here. Right, so... There we go. Alright, so... They picked up Timmy Jernigan mm-hmm. to a one-year deal. Solid. That dude, that dude should not be called Timmy anymore. Yeah, it's like... That is a big dude. Yeah. Be called Timmy.
0: Yeah. And he's... Yeah, he's a... I like him. He's a I think he's a high effort, high motor guy. Good run uh, mm-hmm. good run defender. Good
1: effort guy. Mm-hmm. Is what he is. Uh yeah. really he played very soft for the Eagles. Yeah. Uh and also they traded for Brandon Cooks mm-hmm. and for a second round. they also got they got Brandon Cooks for a sec or for a fourth. Brandon Cooks in a fourth round mm-hmm. from the Rams and they only gave up a second round pick. So I Gosh, Brandon Cooks, man. I feel bad for him. that dude gets tossed around man, so yeah. much. I mean, and he's injured, they- but he's
0: injury prone. He's mm. kind of a one-trick pony in my opinion. Like, I'm I don't blame teams for doing it. I don't either. Uh and but it's just funny that you trade a second-round pick to get him, but you only get a second-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. So like who's build- way more
1: talented? It's ridiculous. Uh and th- this is where it's going to lead here. This was I was like stunned uh on trying to figure out how I want to present the Texans here. Uh nfl a NF, or nfc front office executive said they're a rudderous ship which means that they have no direction they have nowhere to go mm-hmm. uh they're basically being led by a man who does not know what he's doing yeah uh it, i think that's the truth it's he doesn't know what he's doing he's mm-hmm. just making it up as he goes uh I think he just wants to. I honestly really do think he just wants to pay Sean Watson all the money in the world, just literally all the money in the world, yeah. and uh, have no team to back him up. Yeah, I don't know. I,
0: I don't know. I, I think it's been beat to a dead horse with what he's done. I, he's he's not he's not a GM, and for him for the Texans to even give him that power, I thought was dumb in the first place. Yeah, and also, um, but he's he wants to pretend like he's Bill Belichick, and he's not. Mm-hmm. And he's making, like, look, yes, receivers, maybe they're not the most valuable position, but especially in today's NFL with the the lack of contact that, that defensive backs are allowed to give to receivers, they're more valuable than ever nowadays. Mm-hmm. And that was his bailout guy. They didn't have a good offensive line. They didn't have a great running game. No. What the magic was for the Texans was Deion, uh, Deshaun Watson escapes the pocket, launches it deep to DeAndre Hopkins. Wolf Owers consistently hurt. Kenny Stills is just a solid receiver. Again, Brandon Cook's injury prone. He's a one trick pony. He's a deep threat. Mm-hmm. And he's the, not a guy that's gonna get you these big catches yeah. and do all that kind of stuff. So
1: Yeah, and I don't know what they, I I don't know what he's doing. And also, I think it stems from him being a bad GM. not having any, any consistency. Laramie Tonsell went significantly more. Then eighteen point five million a year, I think was what their first offer was. So to they me. offered
0: that to him, and then they they rejected and he, it and said uh, they want significantly more. So like, what do you? But like, I, I think Army Tunsil is a
1: great left tackle. But gosh, you're not getting paid quarterback levels. Yeah, you don't deserve that. I'm sorry, late. Like, you played good, but but look, like I, like you said,
0: when you when a guy like Bill O'Brien puts themselves in that position, and they give up all that money for him, and he's the best offense line that offense lineman that they have. I Get your money. Get
1: mm-hmm.
0: Like, look, I'd be like, it's not hard. Hey, look, you gave up all this stuff for me. I, I made the offensive line at least better. We got to the playoffs. Right? I was the most consistent thing. I, I kept Deshaun Watson's blind side healthy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Pay me my money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, that means I told him to give me my money. What <laughs> uh, was well, Jerry McGuire. Yeah. No, no, uh, that meme where that college coach comes in, he's oh. like, I told him to give me my money. Oh, <laughs> uh, think
1: I'm thinking about Jeremy McCoy. Is that for no, a second? Yeah. I know. Yeah. Uh, a couple games. Like, he said, show me the money. Show me the money. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> I where I, I got the words mixed up. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, so we'll move on to the AFC North, our last division. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cleveland picked up B.J. Goodson, Carl Joseph for one year, uh, for a one-year deal. They picked up Andrew Billings. And Kevin Johnson, cornerback Kevin Johnson, for a one-year deal. And they also picked up uh, Andrew Sandejov to a one-year deal. Uh, also, they picked up Adrian Claiborne to a two-year deal. Uh, yeah, and we'll get to the J. Davion Clowney here. But, yeah, it's like, just very solid signings. Solid
0: signs. Nothing that pops off the page. Not just, just, again, uh, like we... good
1: Good starters. You can put Carl Josephson, good starter. B.J. Goodson, Good starter adrian claiborne good starter yeah or Just, depth if you yeah. want them to like um
0: good pieces that they can add to their team i think cleveland's a team that if they can get this offensive line situation figured out freddie um not freddie kitchens uh, 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 St- uh,
1: St- St- uh,
0: yeah if he can really if he can um get on track mm-hmm. uh, and help this offense move in the right direction this team could be dangerous but
1: we'll have we gotta see how it connects together and also the big thing is they're getting closer to Javion Clowney right now. So there's a possibility Javion might sign with them and that'd be nasty. That'd be yeah. That'd I'd, be nasty. Yeah. I mean
0: him paired up with uh Miles Garrett. That'd be watch nasty.
1: out. Yeah, yeah. That's just Yeah, I I think I think they're heading in the right direction. I like Steven Stefanski. Uh, the question is, how are they gonna mold together? Mm. That's the real question. All right, so we'll move on to uh Cincinnati and they picked up uh offensive guard from Dallas, Xavier Sua Feel. Uh, I think I butchered his name uh, To a three
0: year deal Xavier Suofilo Yeah Suofilo Yeah picked, like
1: picked him up for a three year deal Picked up McKenzie Alexander To a one year deal And picked up bon, uh, Von Bill To a three year deal good, good I think very solid signings mm-hmm. They boost their secondary Boost off line Their biggest needs Yeah So I I think just very solid signings For them uh, we Go to Pitt here And uh, They picked up Eric Ebron For a two year deal they uh, picked uh, the trade traded for Chris Wormley from the Ravens, which is weird. You mm-hmm. know you see it. they got a seventh round pick and Chris Wormley, and the Ravens got a fifth round pick. Yeah, rare you see that. And also, they're the leading suitor, or not the leading, but they're a potential suitor for James Winston,
0: which is interesting. I mean, like I think James Winston could come in and learn a lot from uh. Um, from Big Ben. I think they have similar play styles uh, with – I think they're both great at evading pressures, shedding guys off, big bodies, great arms, um, put up great stats. Mm-hmm. And maybe Big Ben um, can actually help him to lessen the turnovers and maybe see the game in a better light. Um, so I think that's pretty interesting. Uh, the Eric Ebron, look, as a Colts fan, if you, get a, if you get a quarterback that can utilize him well within an offense that utilizes yeah, him, no. he can be explosive. He can be a big play kind of guy. But last year, like we saw, um, Colts didn't really trust Jacoby too much. Um, Jacoby didn't really have a relationship with him too much. He trusted Jack Doyle more from you know just based off that twenty seventeen season uh, when they were together, mm-hmm. and so we didn't really see him have a big impact. And I think if you put him in a situation with uh, with Big Ben with Vance McDonald, I think he's a nice compliment to them, and I think he could potentially be a nice uh, nice threat for him. We'll see though. He again, he has those issues with dropping passes and whatnot,
1: but. He, I think he's a nice thread at tight end. Yeah, and just I think very good. I think it's very just solid signings for him. I think, like you're saying, just very solid signings there. And uh, also, I think James wants to be a good fifth one. He's basically been Roethlisberger. Yeah. Uh, with except for except for the turnover issue, mm. that's what he is. Uh, so I I think he fit in there perfectly. I think person there to calm his attitude down or lower it a little bit is Mike Tomlin. That dude's mm-hmm. dealt with a lot more than him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, all right, well, last team here, Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Uh, They re-signed Jimmy Smith to a one-year deal. They signed Chris Moore uh, to a one-year deal, and they also signed Derek Wolf. which
0: was, in my opinion, is the replacement for the Michael Brockers sign that, that fell through.
1: Yeah, and also... So. His replacement in Denver is real, Casey. So, there's all-around everywhere yeah. replacements for that for that deal. So, yeah. I, I actually Jay like Smith, the signs for him. I think he played really good for him last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Moore, really good returner. Uh, good deep threat. Has his occasional moments, as Baltimore fans know. He does have his – they haven't come in the last couple of years, but the years before that, he just had some weird moments. He was like, where is this dude coming from? Had 140 yards in a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can ball out when – when you game the ball uh, And also Derek Wolfe Solid run stopping Defense to end hmm. our def- defense to tackle, Or defense Defense tackle where you put Any matter Three technique Yeah Just very solid So uh, I like to sign from them. I think they're pretty good Yeah So yeah That wraps it up
0: Alright well uh, We appreciate you guys Listening to this long podcast uh, Like we said at the beginning um, We will be putting out A lot more podcasts This week Leading up to the draft uh, We'll be going through Our top five um, Players at every position Um Except for probably tight ends, because the tight end class is honestly just very bad, and it's honestly just not worth really talking about. Um, it's, not, it's
1: not as bad, just more... There's a lot of second and third
0: round picks where people are going to... It's not a top ten I wouldn't even say it's like second. You maybe got a couple second rounds, and after that, it's it's not really that good of a tight end class. No, it's, not, it's not, not what worth, it's like been in the past. Yeah, it's not really worth talking about. And So instead, uh, we'll do a top ten receivers in this year's class. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be like the only top ten list we do out of them. Um, but other than that, every other position will be a top five um at each position uh based off completely what me and Wyatt think of these guys and where we think um how good of a player players and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um, and what have you uh, but again, we appreciate you guys listening to this episode of the podcast you know please like share subscribe um to this podcast, you know. I know things have been kind of weird in the world right now, and like we said, we were kind of getting adjusted to kind of a different schedule with, yeah. you know, him having a different school schedule now with different, you know, times. He's got to do classwork and do like virtual chats and all that kind of stuff uh, yeah, with his with his uh, with his class. It's
1: a lot different, yeah. So, so. Uh, we kind
0: of getting some f- stuff figured out. Uh, you know, I feel like we say that quite a bit, but I feel like there's always <laughs> curveballs that happen. Yeah. And sometimes we got to kind of put this on the back burner just for a few weeks, mm-hmm. uh, which we don't like to do, but it happens. Um, so we're looking forward to. Putting out quite a bit of content over the next uh, over the next week, and then after the draft, really seeing where things pick up. Because, uh, you know, depend on how quiet or how slow things go in the NFL, could depend on how fast we put out um, a podcast uh, after the draft. Uh, hopefully, the news continues to circulate and continues to happen, so we have more to talk about. Um, but if not, we'll probably think of some other things that we can kind of come up with um as far as maybe some list type of things or maybe just some projections and, and talking about maybe what we think of each team headed into the season which might be where we're headed um uh but other than that uh we appreciate you guys for sticking sticking with it you know listening to this long episode going through every team and kind of catching up on everything yeah uh, why where can they find you
1: uh underscore sparky underscore 4
0: you can find me at varsityginger55 and uh stay healthy guys keep persevering and uh, until the next episode peace see ya